And welcome everybody here to the Cliff Notes Podcast. I am your host, Clifton Grooms. We are back with another edition of Leaving Your Legacy here. It is episode nine, and my guest today, she is a first team all conference basketball player. She earned first team all city. She went to state in both basketball and volleyball in her four years. My guest is former Bitten Cardinal, wrapping up her senior year with Bishop LeBlanc and a future Benedictine Raven, Kiana Herrera, joins me on the podcast, and that's coming up right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome everybody to episode nine of Leaving Your Legacy here on the Cliff Notes podcast. My guest at this time, she's a star on the basketball court, and she's a star, she's a star on the volleyball court. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome former Bitten Cardinal, current Bishop of Black Golden Eagle, and future Benedictine Raven, Kiana Herrera. Kiana, how are you? I'm super good today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. It's a pleasure to have you. It's been a pleasure to talk to you throughout the entire basketball season. We're going to talk a lot of basketball here in just a few minutes, but my first question I always have to start off with all my guests is um, what you were like as a young child, um, how you got into sports, and um, talk about your love for basketball. So uh, I actually started playing basketball when I was um, eight years old. And, you know, at the beginning, um, like most kids, I wasn't very good at it. You know, it took me a while to get into it and find my love for it. But, you know, I think once my dad um, and my mom as well really showed me that it was my decision ultimately to, you know, play that sport. I think that's when I really, really got into it. And, um, you know, I played with uh, Elite as a child, and I also played with Dominators as a child. And um, I think if I didn't have Heath Dudley, who was my coach for Elite in my life, I don't think I would have been the player I am now. He definitely taught me uh, the fundamentals and the IQ of basketball, and he got me to where I was to get ready for middle school and high school. Well, you started off your um, high school basketball career at Benton, and I want to get into – a little bit into your junior year, um, which was the 2020-2021 uh, season where the Cardinals made that their first of two straight Final Four runs. And um, I obviously that victory against Maryville in the district championship game, that was a huge game. The um, the victory, the quarterfinal against El Dorado Springs at a packed Springer gymnasium. Can you just talk about um, your basketball career as a Benton Cardinal and some of your favorite memories? Um, you know, uh, playing with Benton was amazing. Uh, you know, I wouldn't take back any of those memories or any of those things we'd accomplish. You know, it was really amazing to be with those group of girls, you know, and experience that thing. You know, uh, Maryville was number one in the state at the time. And, you know, no one thought that we were going to beat them. and But we knew that we could. And so going to that game, I think we definitely were overlooked and thought as if, you know, we were just some team that made it to the championship. But we knew at halftime, you know, Michael's telling us that we were in this game and that this game was ours really inspired us to keep playing and keep going. And I think that was definitely the best game and the turnaround point for us as a team that year that, you know, we're going to stay and that we have the opportunity to do amazing things in the future. And that's what we did that year. So it was awesome. So I want to ask this question. Um, the, your senior year, you made the transfer from Benton to Bishop LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. Why was that? Um, so, you know, uh, like I said, Benton's a great, great school, you know, great basketball team, you know, um, 
and I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't um, take back any of those memories or anything that I went through with them, you know, because there, there's always good and bad times with any team that you're on. And, you know, I think sometimes it just wasn't, um, you know, the right mental state I need to be in there. So sometimes you have to make decisions to, you know, make you better as a person. And sometimes those are the hardest ones to make. And um, I knew, I think, for the better ship of me and the better ship of that team, it was the best decision for me to go somewhere else and, um, you know, just grow not only as a person, but as a basketball player. And I felt that next year, I think, wasn't the place for me to do that. So I just decided that it was time for a new, and that is why I moved to LeBlonde. Absolutely. And I think everybody has made those decisions at one time or another in my, mm -hmm. my life. I've made those decisions for my mental health, you know, because we, we've been Absolutely. Doing, doing, doing a better job of prioritizing mental health and stuff like that ever since the pandemic started. And um, your Bishop LeBlanc career got off to a very, very hot start up on the volleyball court, going to stay, going to the state championship game, unfortunately taking second in the state, but that's still a really big accomplishment for a Bishop LeBlanc volleyball team that has been very, very consistent throughout the years. Talk about some of those memories on the um, LeBlanc volleyball team. So coming in, you know, obviously I was super nervous. You know, I always knew that um, I had skill in volleyball. I just never knew that, you know, it was a sport that I would play in college or not. You know, my decision was either volleyball or basketball. So I was really excited to see if that would help me make my decision. Um, so my sister and my mom both went to LeBron and played volleyball and my sister actually played for coach Huss. So it was really cool to kind of like fulfill that legacy that she did. Um, you know, and both my mom and my sister are really awesome at volleyball and we always kind of talk about that. So, um, coming in, uh, a little nerve wracking, but as the time went on, you know, they accepted me into their family and really showed me like, hey, we want you here and we know that you can help us and push us. And that's exactly what I did. You know, there were some rocky roads in the season, definitely for sure. But I think um, the Chill Coffee Tournament was a big turning point for us to know that we could go super far and we could do amazing things. And um, losing to Lawson, the first match that we played them, that was extremely hard. But knowing that we got the opportunity to play them again and then we beat them was just an extraordinary feeling that I can't even explain. Well, definitely. I, I think it's better when you play a team a couple times, you know, get the familiarity really right there. But um, basketball season, you come in, um, obviously your number one sport, you walk into a program who basically returned everybody, you know, a, you know, you add your name to the list of talent there at Bishop LeBlanc when you talk about Tatum Studer, of Sloan and Shay Lewis, uh, even Emma, uh, Katie Beam, Emma Reigns was in the starting lineup last um, the season before that. Uh, what were the expectations like at the beginning of the season, not only knowing that, you know, everybody from that last year came back, but you were pretty much an addition to the team. Mm -hmm. So uh, I told Jackie right when I had a meeting with her, I said, you know, I don't expect anything to be handed to me. You know, that's not how I roll. I expect to be treated like everyone else. And I expect to work for my spot on this team. I don't want you to just think that you have to hand it to me. And she totally agreed. And 
within the summer, you know, I didn't, I didn't start those games, but I totally understood that as a leader and as a senior, I need to work for everything I have. You know, it doesn't matter what age you are, what class you are, you know, you always have to work for everything you earn in life. And so I think as the season started, she witnessed that and she saw that, you know, I deserve to be in that position. And then thankfully I got it and I earned it. And, um, you know, I have the support from Sloan and, you know, Shay, Tatum, Katie, everyone on that team. And they really showed that they wanted me there and appreciated my help and that we were going to do great things this season. And we did. And it was a very memorable basketball season for you guys, uh, winning the Jamboree against some really good. And we'll <laughs> talk about the competition of the girls basketball scene here in just a few minutes. But you guys won the Jamboree, won the Bishop LeBlanc Holiday Tournament for the first time in several years. Um and another trip to the quarterfinals against a very, very tough Wellington Napoleon team who eventually ended up going on and winning state this season. But um, just talk about the ride, um, your final ride as a high school basketball player and being able to for you, you to contribute to Bishop LeBlond uh, continuing to go in the right direction. Just talk about some of those memories and um, some of those uh, in this past season with Bishop LeBlond. Um, you know, it's, it's really hard to know that your high school career is coming to an end, but, uh, thankfully for me, you know, not every kid gets the opportunity to go and play in college. And so I'm really grateful that I get that opportunity, but I think one of the, you know, best things that I'll always remember is that we were a team that just never gave up, never told ourselves we couldn't do it. And although we did lose to Wellington, you know, we showed that the first time we played them that, you know, we could keep up, you know, and we didn't start the game. We wanted to in the corner finals at all. And unfortunately, when you don't um, start or end the way you want, you usually don't win those games. But I feel as if we played them one more time. I really think it'd be the game that we know that we can play and you do. I mean, I mean, Aiden Shannon and Bree Shannon are amazing basketball players, you know, and they're going to go and do great things as well. Um, but I definitely think they know, and we all know, and our fans know that we definitely could beat them if we played them again, because that's just how, that's how we are. So. Absolutely. And you guys were absolutely tremendous. And um, you guys weren't the only basketball team to taste some success this year. Obviously Benton went and took mm -hmm. second in the state. Um, yeah, uh, the the Central girls went to the quarterfinals. Of e, the Central Christian girls won districts. Um, mm -hmm. You guys went to the quarterfinals and won districts. Um, the Lafayette boys, um, the LeBlanc boys making it to the final four. Can you just talk about just your thoughts on just the success of the St. Joe basketball scene this season as a whole? So, you know, um, although our schools are like all rivaled with different people and you know all that stuff we I think as a community do a very great job of supporting each other no matter what school it is you know we're definitely rivals on the court but off the court I think we do a great job of supporting each other and always being there for each other and I think that's a great thing I mean during volleyball Lafayette actually did beat us in the season but when we went to state they were super supportive and were really proud of us you know and I think that's what sports is really all about is um coming together as a community no matter what school you're at and no matter what and um being there for each other. Um, I mean, super proud of Central. I knew they were capable of that last year. I knew they were going to do awesome things. Same thing with Benton, like leaving, you know, I knew they were going to go to state at the same exact um, time. And I knew they were going to do it again and make a great run. And they did. And I was super proud of them. You know, they're always going to be the, my team, just like elite and dominators, you know, they're always going to be um, someone I've 
played with in my family, along with a lot of Lafayette people, you know, uh, very great school, and I have a lot of friends there as well. So I think it's really awesome that um, St. Joe's just continues to support each other, especially being a small town. I, I think it just comes naturally. Absolutely. And uh, your basketball days are not over yet. Um, you made a commitment and now signed to play basketball at Benedictine. Um, talk about um, what that decision process was like, and um, what were so, who were some of the other schools that were looking at you? So, you know, uh, ever since I was a little girl, I've always dreamed about uh, getting a scholarship and going to play any sport in college. I really didn't care what it was. I just wanted to uh, make that goal for myself because I always knew I was capable of it. It just was a matter of when and where I wanted to go. Um, you know, in the summer, I played AAU a lot, and I played with um, actually LeBlanc in the summer. We went in a lot of AAU tournaments, and, you know, I got a few offers from um, Highland was one of them. They had reached out to me, offering me a full scholarship as well. And then Mount Mary offered me one, a D3, um, you know, and I was super grateful for that. I just, um, as the time was going on, my family kept telling me, there's going to be one out there that you're just going to love and feel just at home. And um, actually, not even a week later, I think that's when Coach Folsom approached me and he was like, you're an amazing team player. You're super awesome. We love what you do on the floor. Would you consider coming to visit Benedictine, check out the gym? And I was like, absolutely. And um, I actually didn't know that Jackie um, had gone to Benedictine until I think that time. So when she found out that I had the conversation with Coach Folsom, she was super excited, and she told me about all her time there. Um, so when I went up to visit, the first day, we got called into his office, and I was waiting for him to say, like, you know, like, hope you enjoyed the visit, you know. But he actually uh, handed me a piece of paper, and he was like, we want to offer you a full scholarship to Benedictine for four years. We want to take care of you. We want you to play for us. And um, at first, I didn't think it was real, you know, seeing that piece of paper and seeing the opportunity and all the hard work that you know has just right in front of you. It was such an amazing feeling. And I think that was the turning point right there that told me that all the decisions and all the choices I've made have led up to this point. And it was just a super proud moment for me and my family. And um, I'm really excited for next year. Well, the next four years of my life, you know, it's definitely a different atmosphere and it's a different road up there but I'm excited to get better and reach that potential that you know all my coaches know that I can be at so and absolutely congratulations to you by the way on that um, on signing there and um it's not too far away from home either so um that's a great comfort there but yes yes Kiana my last question to you uh with the with the, the title of this podcast is called leaving your legacy we want to talk about legacy here and um <laughs> You know, when your playing days are over, what do you what legacy do you want to leave? And what do you want people to think when they think the name Kiana Herrera when your playing days are over? So, you know, um, high school for me, my freshman year wasn't the easiest. You know, it was kind of hard to fit in there with being the uh, not as outgoing and not as confident person that I am today. So I just want, you know girls that are younger than me or girls that are older than me even to realize that no matter what anyone says or anyone tells you as long as you know 
that you have the capability and that you can do it, you can always do it. You know, I've definitely had times where I've been told I can't do it or I shouldn't play basketball or I just want five minutes of fame, but that's not the case at all. You know, I seriously just want to let kids know that if you want to try something, go do it, go try it. Go do what you want to do and what makes you feel happy. Do what you think you can. Like anything is possible as long as you feel it's possible. And I definitely want that legacy to be left on for LeBron kids, for Benton kids as well. You know, I'll never ever not remember that I went to Benton and I will never not remember that I went to LeBron. I consider both schools a part of me and they always will be. And I hope to be um, that role model for them. Benton and a role model at LeBlon and uh, I hope to come back and also help uh, with Jackie and Coach Huss and just keep leaving that legacy and you know be that role model for them forever so that's absolutely tremendous I promise you you will get a long way if you keep that mindset um, thank you Kiana thank you so much for coming on thank you so much throughout the season of just being great coming on the podcast and talking after games and you talked after the district championship win Thank you so much for everything this season, and I wish you nothing but the best of luck at Benedictine. Thank you. Thank you for everything you've done for us this season as well. It means a lot. Thank you. No problem. You're very welcome.